and welcome to Speak Your Mind, the podcast with Carla Pava. Today we will be speaking with a special guest, Jayshree Malaya. She will be sharing her story with us. Welcome Jayshree, tell us your story and how it started. Um, hi, my story started in South Africa and it's really um, been a very special journey for me. Um, okay, so I grew up in, in a time when South Africa was still experiencing apartheid in the 1970s and um, it was a very difficult time for people of color um, in, in a country where you were being deprived of a lot of rights. But fortunately, my dad was a very supportive man and, and he believed a lot in instilling us with self-belief and unlocking our potential. And uh, he also got us very involved in community work. So from okay. a young age, we, we were actually, you know, we were brought up in a home where you could be as creative as you want. You could be as nerdy as you want. Um, you know, and uh, and I think these are the really, really strong parts of my childhood that motivate me on this journey um, moving forward, you know. And um, I, I know a lot of people often wonder, like, how is it, you know, to be able to grow up in a country where not just women were deprived rights, but people. And I, I think um, what made it easier for me was the fact that I had supportive parents that that seemed to have, you know, allowed us to have the strength and belief. So at a very young age, I wanted to be a lawyer. So at six years old, you know, um, my dad, I, I shared this with him. And the reason why I wanted to be a lawyer was because I thought, you know, uh, I had an uncle and an aunt who were lawyers and uh, I always thought they were busy saving, saving the world. Um, you know, so that was the reason why at that time, and um, I remember, you know, for, for my birthdays and special events and times, I would want to dress up like this little lawyer with my glasses and my little suits and, and all of this. But I think as you get older, you know, you learn so much on your journey. And uh, when I completed uh, my schooling career, I got into law school. And by that time, of course, the real reason for wanting to be a lawyer, you know, uh, became um, more serious. But then my dad suddenly passed away and um, that completely changed my life, you know. And, and uh, how, moment, how, yeah. how old were you uh, when your father passed away? So I was 20 and I was just about to turn 21. So he passed away a few days uh, before my 21st birthday party. And uh, it was a really tragic, I think it was one of the most traumatic events ever uh, in my life up to now. And um, I remember at that time, you know, you, you just feel like your entire life ended because um, my father was a very interactive father. And uh, so was my mom, but, but my father, you know, there was just a special magic about him. Plus, and plus your... your uh... Your father also was very given and uh, helped the community strongly, right? He did a lot of things for the community. 
Yeah, so my father and his father were very involved with community work and uh, my granddad um you know at that time in South Africa um there wasn't education available for many people of color. So my granddad and his brothers and other people in the community got together. My granddad um you know they donated their land to build a school and the community got together to build a school of which I attended you know when I was young. And then when my dad was growing up um he was so involved in community work um you know how house used to be called a hotel because my dad used to always have families in need um staying over or supporting them in some way you know so we were brought up in a culture of giving helping and assisting and for me that's very natural so even when it comes to career you know i find it so difficult not to give back to the community not because uh it's a blessing but because it's it's a natural way of life for us yeah for sure and also uh basically your childhood was very loving and um and happy moment of your life until your father passed away and that's when that was the turn point where you felt that devastating moment in your life where you never felt it before right uh yeah so that was actually such a it was such a devastating time in my life because because of the circumstances that our communities were faced you know and also we grew up in a community where women were supposed to get married by the time they finished their school schooling you know there, there wasn't actually a lot of um, focus on uh, women being more career orientated and things like that um so you know my father was very much of the mindset you know for us to fall in love as a natural process of love and not just as an arranged marriage or just because you think you're in love so um you know when he passed away you know um my mom at that time didn't actually support the idea of continuing my studies so you know uh, there was um almost one more year to go to complete my law degree and uh you know I, it, it, everything just came to a standstill and we also dealing with the loss of a, of an amazing man you know um and, and remember, um, how yeah. how did it make you feel the fact that your mother was not supportive towards something that you really wanted it you know at that time um i must say that i didn't think about that you know i was just dealing with the reality that i have to do something you know and i, I wasn't dealing with the fact of why wasn't she being supportive because you you're in a real situation and uh, at that moment you know you, you it's it's either you get married or you get married you know and um and that that was something that um that I wasn't open to because we came from such a loving place that uh but my mom never forced us to get married you know it was just like the next step and uh, i remember i sat on my bed and i was thinking like you know there i am um you know our entire lives despite the hardships of uh, apartheid my father uh you know was very successful in businesses that he had opened and uh, so he he had actually given us a you know a better quality life when we were growing up so i didn't 
real we weren't that in you know we weren't that independent and knowledgeable about working and doing things we were always brought up to believe that we would be our own business bosses and etc so you know i sat on my bed and i'm thinking like now i'm you know i i cannot study and i really can't work because there wasn't anything that i thought i was good at doing and uh, i had to do something because at that moment i had to of course provide for myself and and get an income and you know when you're thrown in that deep end and i'm sure women that are listening to this podcast some of them would be able to relate that when you're in that position where you have to think of something that you need to do um you know to survive uh, wh- what do you actually do because we were not brought up for someone to take care of us we were brought up where we were taking care of the community right so i remember i sat on my bed and my little sister was with me and um, i was trying to figure out like now what is the next step and um, i looked at within myself because for me i've always been a very strong believer of the soul and your relationship with god and my dad used to teach us a lot about getting to know what our potential is and i remember sitting there and thinking like what am i good at and the one thing i was really good at wasn't an accepted thing in 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 the 90s was my intuition you know during school um i would um have these talks of during english uh, you know essays and uh afrikaans as a language in south africa i would talk about uh, intuition and um you know your chakras and energy balancing and um you know um to j- j- just being able to tap into deeper parts of your consciousness it just fascinated me yes and, and i remember sitting there and thinking you know uh this is one thing i know i can do so i'm going to try this out you know as a way to earn an income and uh that was how <laughs> my journey into the real adult world started and i remember a friend of ours was opening up like a little expo at the beachfront in durban and he had called to say do you uh, do you girls want to do something there and i said okay great you know can i do this and he said sure you can do you know whatever you want and on the first day i remember i had like about 30 clients you know uh because people just found it very fascinating you know to to see us doing this and uh, a week later we were like on the front page the fourth page i think or the third page of the sunday paper and uh, you know the, so everything just started happening at that time based on on a gift that i had so as i continued the journey um you know it's 28 years later and we've written a best selling book you know we've we've uh, we've picked up awards for business work and community work in our country and uh and that career that i just took as a matter of survival became something that that actually spotted me uh throughout my life as well as made me you know reach out and help people that were going through a lot of their difficulties and i think the important thing about that part of the journey is that even if you feel you have nothing or no one you must always remember that you have you and there's always something special and unique within each and every one of us that we need to tap into you know other people may laugh at what your skill set is but as long as you believe you will be able to connect with other people that believe 
you know, Kala, um, this is how it happened. And, you know, as we carried on with our journey, um, you know, it, it just, you know, things start falling into place. And um, I think it, a lot of times it happens because of what you put out there and it's never easy you know there's always challenges but i think it's the way you know the way that your energy is you know i'm very much into energy and so that was how my transformation started you know at a, at a young age and yeah um, my that's, sister um, I, that, that's amazing and plus the, the fact that you know when you're when you lost everything because you your your mom had to start from scratch right uh, from all yeah. over, like the beginning yeah. yeah so that 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 is true so at the same time that my dad passed away we actually got robbed of um all of everything that he had uh, see at that at that time it was uh, it was not uh, acceptable uh, for women to have money and women to have things and lots of times widows when they went through, uh, when they lost their partner, you know, it, it, it was a very difficult and challenging time, you know, as a family. And my mom was a widow at 38. And, um, but from there, you know, like my mom lives with me. I take care of my mom. She's going to be 70 next year, you know, and I've always stood with her and I've always, you know, helped her as much as I could. And, you know, she's just an amazing mother, you know, and you know what? That's that's so beautiful because um, you stood beside her and you give her. It's like amazing when a mother has a child and that child is then able to cater for the mom at a later time as not an, an expectation, but because the child feels, you know what? This is my mom. I love you. And. I want to take care of you because dad's not here anymore. Absolutely. You know, like many people want to place their parents in elder care homes. And that was something that was never, ever crossed my mind. You know, we do a lot of community work in elder care homes. And uh, and it, it does definitely serve the purpose when you don't have someone to care um, for you at that age. But I, I just feel that if you have a parent and you are able to give them a better quality life and keep them part of your life, then, then you should do that. And, you know, my mom, since my dad's passed away and since I started my business, you know, when she lost everything, um, you know, the property, the businesses, the money, the cars, we actually, um, you know, I, I, we started just when our business started, you know, we immediately stepped into that role um, you know, as the breadwinners and supporters and took care of my mom, you know, extended family members, my other siblings, you know, and it was just the way my father was, you know, this is how he was. And, uh, and so a lot of, a lot of his memories and ways, I try as much as possible to keep inside of me and, and outside of me because, you know, he, he lived a life of, of a man who, who loved his family, loved his community, and, and he loved to sing, you know, he, he really loved to sing. He was very, very, um, he has such a, um, he has such a um, lovable nature that uh, people would just gravitate towards him. And, um, you know, it's, it's his memories have printed so much in my mind. 
you know that and i think it carries me through some of my weakest you know, darkest days i think about my dad i think about the difficulties he faced because you know trying to open a business in a pathway times is also very difficult but i think just being around him and learning so much from him has, has helped me a lot and um you know i'm i'm really excited um to move ahead with this new part of the journey that i've started but just looking back at, at where i came from and the decisions i made and and the, the the difficulties you know as a single woman starting something so crazy as intuitive sessions you know it was totally totally unheard of uh, in my country at that time it it was not a career you know and uh, we uh, my sister and i actually we ended, we ended up um i think in over 50 television shows cosmopolitan magazine the fair lady um you know uh, newspapers read we had our own radio show and i think people started discovering that intuition can really help and if you tap into your intuition and if it's if it's accompanied by action plan and solutions and the right way of thinking it can make a difference so you know that business that i started at that time this year turned 28 years old you know and I, and I always think it was started in such an accidental way but it turned out to be such a big blessing you know in my life yeah for sure i mean um you know things happen i i truly believe things happen in life for a reason and you were given the gift also for a reason and the beauty of it is you were able to embrace it and uh, share it Oh for sure. I mean, you know, the first time we wrote our book of 1997, it was just coming out of apartheid. So we were doing a lot of uh, my sister and I were doing a lot of exciting things and new things. Um I remember that uh, we had uh, contacted one of the big publishing companies and I remember they said, you know, we take um full copyrights and you know you're not allowed to edit the book and there we were these two young 20 year olds who never wrote a book before and i remember telling them i'm sorry um you know we cannot give up uh those uh, we cannot meet those conditions so we actually got to self publish so we actually went ahead and we self published our first book and uh, a month later my mom was reading the newspaper and we were actually thing on the front page of that uh, of, of that uh, paper speaking about our book and she says oh my god you guys your book is at number 4 they had the best seller list that comes out every every week and she says your book is at number 4 and we were so amazed you know because people in the community really came out and supported us um at that time and um you know it, it it was an exciting time for a young woman that's starting off on her own journey in in such a uncharted field you know um and south africa was also changing um you know uh, people were connecting with people they apartheid was no longer you know around so it it was a very big transformational time minds were opening up and uh, there was a lot of pain and hurting in the community and people needed to heal people needed to know that they could do things and at that time you know we we became uh, a very much part of our community um in South Africa where we were very involved in in doing a lot of community work beside our private consultations you know 
uh, we were invited to speak at uh, huge conferences and outdoor events, indoor events, just to motivate uh, the community because the whole country was was going through such massive transformation at that time. Yeah, for sure. And um, now the other thing is you also had another loss in your life, your brother. Yeah, so, um, you know, um, my my baby brother, Ben, passed away when he was 37. And that was, I think, the second devastating part of my life. And, and what it did to me is it actually switched me off. You know, I remember that I just wanted to die. You know, I didn't want to live because being the eldest and stepping in and taking care of of your family and then to lose your your youngest sibling you know I, I felt a huge part of me died and it, it was in another very dark time in my life and you know everyone goes through different kind of traumas some people you know get very sick or they go through divorces or they lose everything financially you know but for me the loss of my family um, devastated me and um, I remember when my brother passed away, you know, we had such a special relationship, the two of us. We, we used to have lunch every day with each other and, you know, we, we were very connected. You know, on my birthday, he would uh, surprise me. You know, we, we were involved in also business together. So it, it was a really special relationship, you know. And um, I remember when he, he died, I, ju- I just found it really difficult to move on from there and uh, I ended up putting on so much weight you know and uh, you don't realize when these things happen to you you know you, you're not realizing when when you're going through that kind of um, you know pain where you're frozen we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back And we are back with Jay Shree's story. You only have to experience it yourself to understand um, the place where you're at. But again, it's about being connected to people. You know, in this case, um, it, it wasn't just the connection. It was, you know, the fact that we were, I was brought up with all this family love and all this family connection. You know, so, so, so those were the two uh, really difficult, you know, parts of my life. But again, you know, even one of the things that I learned that even though we face difficulties, um, it's not the end. You know, we we still need to pick ourselves up. And I remember in 2016, I I did a vision board for myself because I I have these chakra vision boards that I create for my clients and for myself and I did one for myself and it was a real eye-opener you know for the first time I felt like what a client would feel when they had a session with me I actually experienced that because I did the session for myself and um, it was an awakening and I remember I created goals you know to get back to my original weight because I put on about two to three sizes of I think maybe even four sizes from what I was and um, you know um, 
and I created some career goals and things that I needed to do by the time I turned 50, which was last year. And a part of it uh, was, uh, you know, getting into looking at how to empower women on a, on a larger scale. Uh, you know, just looking at my life and the lives of other women that have gone through different types of trauma, it just inspired me, you know, to, to do something more. Yeah, for sure. And is that by using your own technique that you use uh, towards your clients, is that the way that helped you to overcome the grief and your losses? Um, you know, it helped me to overcome the stuck place that I was at. And, and it got me back into alignment. You know, like my mantra for this year is that I'm aligning with my mission. You know, I actually uh, lost all that extra weight that I put on. And, uh, you know, I, I reconnected with every part of myself again. Um, so it definitely helped with that. Whether it helped me overcome the loss and the grief, I think that's a very private, intimate, deep feeling that I've accepted, you know, but I, I think it's just a part of, of me. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I, I believe that I can you know, connect with, with the people that I love, even they're not in the physical world with us, you know, so, so it, it's a, a, a lot of it is to do with energy, it's about realigning yourself, and uh, especially with the current pandemic, um, you know, different people have been exposed on a global level of so much of pain, if we just watch what's happening in India right now, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, we, we have to be able to dig deep within ourselves and, and find a way out. And it's not easy. I mean, I myself, who guided so many people, struggled in those two times, right? Uh, but, the, but the most important thing is the ability to be able to step through that and overcome that um, difficulty. And how, how did you overcome it? Um, well, like I said, it actually, the first time, it was having to rely on myself, you know, it was having to get into a career and get my life going, and uh, I had to learn to live with my dad's loss. And the second, the second time, you know, it, it was literally, I had to save myself, right? Because I switched off. I felt like I failed my, my younger brother when he passed away so suddenly. Um, so, you know, um, so so it was basically through that reading that I'd done for myself um, that actually brought me into powerful alignment. And it was just, you know, it was just a really amazing time because, you know, especially right now when women are going through so much of their own uh, difficulties and um, challenges, you know, uh, this is a time when, uh, when, when I, everything just came together, you know, the things that I was exposed to, the pain, uh, you know, my vision board. And I always encourage people, you know, create your vision board, write your goals down and focus on, on working at them. Like um, when, when I wrote some of the things on my vision um, board, you know, one of the things was to be able to create a platform where I can connect with people around the world, especially women, and uh, and look at ways where we can find solutions for empowering um, the female community, right? 
and um, and that was part of my vision board and when i got to write the song um you know join hands around the world for our nonprofit um it, it it was just amazing to see these things manifesting you know and that's the beauty of manifestation so when a lot of people ask me you know jeshi like you know how did you do this or how did you write this song cuz i'm not a songwriter you know a, a lot of times you know it just takes me back to the time when i had the session with myself realign myself put down my goals and at that point you know uh, as much as i am a mystic and i can predict things you know these are the things i put out there and it it just happened and things happen sometimes that are beyond your control you know so yeah so for the, sure yeah and so, the, the the music that you're playing right now that's the music that you wrote and it's published out there yeah so join hands around the world is a song that we wrote for a non-profit organization which you can find at www.overthewallstogether.org and the song is also there as well so it's a song that i wrote uh that speaks about the traumas that women go through especially the violence abuse and the disempowerment of women you know and and it and it speaks about um you know women not being a weakness being a woman isn't a weakness and you know we've been brought up to believe that being a woman is is a weak form of uh, humanity you know and um and this is a song we I launched on International Women's Day um last month and it was just amazing how women from different parts of the world connected with the song you know irrespective of the culture the language barriers you know um or even the financial situations women from third world countries to first world countries you know were actually sharing their comments in our youtube comment box and we were really we were, it really made us feel very inspired because when you as a woman go through your own personal challenges you know and and you start connecting with women and and you hear stories and the songs created a safe place where women are reaching out to us they're speaking about it you know like you Carla invited me on this on your beautiful podcast to share my journey these these are all things that actually opens up the doors and avenues for women to step back into the, their own unique abilities you know it, women don't want power women are already empowered you know we just want people to stop disempowering us like talking about um women they're already empowered that's that's beautiful thank you no and you know it's something that i realized because of the tragedies that i went through and the tragedies of other women that i that i've um that have been my clients or people that i know people that i've read about or people that i've met uh i've noticed that these are empowered women that were actually disempowered you know in some way and uh, and you know we we believe that the modern man today cares and uh, that's the message that we are putting out there that the modern man cares and it's part of our song as well where our male rapper speaks about you know we're ready for a worldwide cleanup and uh, and there are men out there that care and, and we are saying let's join hands men and women around the world let's step onto a platform where where we do things because we care and not because we were certain gender
Yeah, makes makes so much sense, right? Like when yeah. we can actually uh basically it's like look at my soul but don't look at my gender. No, it's, it's it's really really true about that and I was just amazed at the amount of men that were responding to the song. Um and especially, you know, when when we when I've been on public platforms speaking, uh, men have actually been responding and and they've been reaching out to say how do we get involved? You know, um how how do we help you? You know, usually you'd expect men to ignore this because the song really throws it at your face. It it talks about domestic violence, rape, sex trafficking, child abuse, you know. It really raises up a lot of real issues that of men sometimes feel uncomfortable with. Uh but a lot of men from different parts of the world, you know, have been actually reaching out and and they want to get involved. And it's showing us that that people want change just this little song that came out you know um you know we 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 had like over a thousand views on youtube in the past month and we haven't advertised the song you know um and and we wish it would get more views because we think it carries a really powerful message yeah But, and while yeah. while writing that song um like what is that made you so connected to write that song because as you said previously um it was more because you've seen others go through it not a uh, personally you that gone through it um so when you were writing the song like what kind of thoughts or connections that came to you that actually made this happen Yeah, so that's a really good question and thank you for asking. Um because uh, you know people usually assume if you write this song you probably was a victim of some form of abuse. But um when I wrote that song, um Join Hands Around the World, it it was because my heart was hurting. It was hurting really deeply for women that were being abused. that had been abused and that were living in in a in a prison of silence you know and i remember when i was doing my vision board one of the things i had put down was i wanted um to leave you know i said when i turned 50 um you know i i i want to be able to give back in a larger way to the community and i and i want at that time i just wanted to create um you know something that would inspire people and then I just let it be and um a year ago when I picked up the pen it was because I was caught up with this emotions of feeling other people's pain you know and uh, when I penned that song I remember it just happened in a short space of time in a day and uh, I wrote I wrote those words and and it just flowed and I think the reason why it flows is because it comes from the soul right um when you speak and and when you write when you draw your there's a creativity within yourself like an alchemist it doesn't need preparation and planning it it just flows okay yeah it's 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 important that you say that because some people um they think okay i'm going to write something um but i have said in the past when you write with your heart and soul is when people will be able to relate to what you're writing and feel what you're what they're reading from your writing right 
Yeah, right, right. That's it. So you know, this is what this is what happened, and and for me,、uh, I really wanted to I wanted to connect with the the whole world because I felt the whole world is suffering, not just my country. You know, I, I just felt that you know little girls that that are being abused in some, like the song says, in in you know dark spaces. And women that that are that are hiding scars on their faces and all these kind of things that are happening—they're happening not just to a South African woman; they're happening to women on every part of our continent. And、uh, you know, we as humanity need need to step up. You know, we as humanity need to be able to to invite each one into a circle of warmth, okay, and support. Because a lot of people are under the impression that women are needy, that we just need things. But you know, just from my own experience, when when I was thrown into the deep end and watching other women as well, we don't need things. You know, we actually fully capable of doing a lot of remarkable things. We we what the what 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 the message out there needs to be more that allow women. To express herself in the most amazing way that she can, and be supportive, you know, be supportive of what she is capable of. Motivate her, and not just women. Men need the same kind of love and care that women are seeking. Yeah, it goes、uh, both ways, right? Because there, believe me, there are some men out there that are very、uh, emotional, and they need that、uh, support. Uh, the love and care and quality time to be provided to them as well, right? No, for sure. And、uh, you know, we we feel that、uh, you know, women and men. Like I had very close relationships, for instance, with my father, with my brother, and also you know, the the co-founder of our organization is a very good friend of mine, Wayne Coleman from Hawaii, USA, and he's is also. A man, you know. So at the end of the day, we have different kind of relationships with different men in our community, and some of them can be very positive. And you know,、um, you know,、um, our goal and our vision is that the future generations and even our generation will be able to live in a society where there is gender equality, where people, whether you're a man or woman, are respected and embraced. And and allow to be the best version of yourself, because you know I feel that people have a natural way to want to do for themselves, their family, and their community. You know, and it's a kind of a philosophy that needs to be encouraged, especially now with the recent pandemic, where so many, so many families have been broken apart financially, or they've lost loved ones, they've lost everything. You know, it's it's a really it's a really devastating. Um, effect that the world is going through right now, and this is a time more than、uh, more than any time ever in the world that we cannot have issues about women being disempowered because together we can build a stronger world. Yes, that's that's very、um, like powerful what you just said there,、um, because it is、uh, a a reality in our era right now, right? And、um, now, is there a, a special message you would like to share with our listeners?、Um, well, the special message that I'd like to share is, you know, just if you are feeling down, if you're feeling low, and you're not sure what's going to happen in your tomorrow, you know, 
reach hold on to your goals even if you're creating new goals and and go out there and follow that dream and and connect with people or or send your message out to the universe it has an amazing way to respond and just before i the one more request you know please visit our youtube link listen to our song you know listen to our song share your comments about it Let, let's get the message out there that together we're going to be standing with each other i love that that's very like loving and kind that's a beautiful message and um jayshri i would like to uh thank you for sharing your inspirational story with us today and for all the listeners out there a big thank you and keep tuning in for our next episode namaste